At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap with tim murray and super bowl champion sean king on vsin the sports betting network We are off and running on a Wednesday night, the eve of the Sweet 16. By the time we join you tomorrow night, two teams might have advanced on to the Elite Eight, the early games tomorrow, Gonzaga and Arkansas. And you also will have, uh, who's the other early game tomorrow? Uh, Good start to the show. Good job, Tim. Uh, Michigan Villanova. There we go. (laughs) I knew the night games. I just couldn't remember the early games. So, yes, Gonzaga, Arkansas, Michigan, Villanova should be wrapping up. Uh, but the way games end nowadays, maybe they'll be uh, they'll be bleeding over into our show. But the uh, the evening affairs uh, will be phenomenal. Uh, I am expecting, uh, and based off of the odds, they both should be close games with Texas Tech, a one-point favorite, and Arizona, a one-and-a-half-point favorite as we stand right now. So plenty on the uh, Sweet 16. Our good friend Brad Evans will join the show uh, coming up at the top of the next hour. Jared Smith, our guy, will give us his thoughts on everything, the Sweet 16 and and everything else that is out there. Because you know what, Sean? Guess who can't keep their hands out of the damn cookie jar? The NFL. The NFL. Here they are again. Geniuses. I mean, I just... I just wanted to know what Sean, what Puckstradamus was playing here tonight. Yeah, so my big play tonight was the Buffalo Sabres plus 195. They were up 3-2, about five minutes left in the third. But, of course, Pittsburgh and all that talent that they have just tied it up. So, still alive. We'll see. I also have a small play on Colorado Avalanche money line and over six and a half. So okay. All right. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. It's not looking like an over, but one thing I know about the Avs, they can score a lot of goals in a short period of time. We'll see how it goes. I thought about betting Wake Forest tonight. I uh, did not. Luckily, you did. And I did not because Texas A&M won. Uh, I did not bet UCN, UNC Wilmington. Which is I mentioned that yesterday. You did. And uh, I didn't bet it either. They won in a double overtime over Middle Tennessee State. It was to, a hell of a game. To win the CBI. Yes. And uh, I did dabble because I mentioned it last night. I'm like, I talked about it so much. Game is about to start now. Last night it was seven. It is now nine and a half. I'm laying chalk on the road because the Lakers stink off of wins and LeBron's not playing. Harden and Embiid are back. They're coming off of a win, though. The Sixers are. They were really impressive earlier this week uh, in a game without Harden 
and Embiid. But I had a good day in the NBA, so I'm going to leave that game alone. I had a Pistons money line came through, and I thought it was a bad spot for the Hawks, who just played in New York yesterday against the Knicks. Won a game they had to come back. Knicks, are, I mean, Pistons have been playing a lot better. And uh, it's not final yet, but I'm feeling pretty good. Or it might I think just, it just went final. final. Yeah, yeah, I had the Grizzlies. That's a good call. I learned this from you. Hey. The line was stinky. That was a stinky line. We had Kyrie and Durant for the Nets. No John Morant for the Grizzlies, and yet the Nets were only one-and-a-half point favorites. Well, and so. they closed the pick. You were moving the lines there, Sean. Oh. Yeah. Late money coming in on Memphis. And sharp the, money. The late money was right. Uh, Memphis, a winner. Over so I do think I'm a sharp State. now. Yeah. And I have to give you my my reasoning for why. <laughs> the app is officially <laughs> – Hey, the app has officially started to limit my wagers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There you go. I tried to put 1000 on something, and the app told me I could bet $232.67 was my max. Look at you. Moving lines. You're Puckstradamus. They know. Yeah, I got to get a new app. Yeah. You got to come here. They won't limit you. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to switch. All right. So stations, if anybody out there is at stations, uh, you guys need to get it together. You're Puckstradamus, man. They know. They're on to me. All right. Uh, so let's go Lakers. Or sorry, Sixers. See, I can't even get in the right mindset here. I'm sure this will go horribly wrong, me betting the NBA. What can what can go wrong? I mean, favorites have been covering. Um, I just, they don't have LeBron. They're at home. but The line says the 76ers are supposed to win by a they gazillion. Stink. They stink. You know, I always get worried sometimes played, in the NBA about motivation. I did say seven last night, so I'm I'm a little safe there. But did you bet it last night, or did, did. you get nine and a half? No, I bet seven last. Okay, night. so you got closing line value. Yeah. Well, LeBron was. Really I'm not bad. supposed to say that whole thing. Though. You got CLV. CLV, yes, yeah. it's, it's a cool kid to say. All right. Um, the big news of the day. Hey, Tyreek Hill, here in Miami. Another player goes from the, stays in the AFC, so. We'll get to the Chiefs here in just a moment. I want to start with Miami, and we're going to have a, a, a graphic that's going to show you the compensation. So the Chiefs picked up a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick this year, all this year, a fourth-round pick next year, and a sixth-round pick. So before we dive into this, is Tyreek Hill, in your opinion, worth more than Devontae Adams? Should the Packers be frustrated that? Well, obviously, yeah. They got a first and a second. Supply and demand. And granted, those the great yes, as Aaron gets in my ear. Yes, you're you're right. They did get better first. They got a better first round pick, so that's worth more. Right. Um, and a better second round pick. But again, if I have five, very hard to get cars. I'm not going to get the same price when I sell the first one as I am when I have the last one. So it's, it's about supply and demand. But I'll say this, and I got an interesting take on this. I hate this deal for both teams. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Like, you know, one thing about the National Football League is you always have to know the temperature of your locker room. So here's a conversation going on inside the Chiefs locker room. They wouldn't pay Tyreek. They're definitely not going to pay me then. So why am I going to lay it all on the line for an organization that said they're not going to take care of their own? Like, this was about money. Tyreek Hill wanted Devontae Adams' money. He did not want to go into the last year of his deal. He wanted an extension. Adams set the market. The Chiefs said, no, we're not paying him that, and decided to move him. That's bad for the locker room. Second for the Chiefs, you went from the most dynamic after-the-catch player in the entire NFL 
So you're going to walk out next year with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They haven't even signed and, him yet, but the, right. that, all That's indications the word on the are they, they are going to sign MVS. And I hear it. I know Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have cut. Those are top 10 picks mm-hmm. at wide receiver. So Well, Jefferson was 20. 20 right, he was 20-something. Neither one of the Chiefs right. they have first 29, round picks. They have 29 right. and 30. They're at the end of the first round, Correct. right? So you're going to – you. I think uh, Kuyper and McShay have said it was six, seven receivers expected to go in the first round. So you're going to be picking the fifth, sixth, or seventh one because the other four will already be off the board more than likely. By the way, the over-under right now at DraftKings uh, for wide receivers selected in the first round is five and a half and is juiced to the under. So you can get plus money if you think six wide receivers will go. Yeah, I definitely think six are going. I definitely think because it's a deep wide receiver class. Mm -hmm. Um, having said that, this is why I don't like it from Miami. Who's going to get the ball to Tyreek Hill? <laughs> like, you give up basically all of the elite talent that would normally be on your team in the next two years that's under manageable contracts. So you have to look at it from a, a cap standpoint. You give up your first and second round pick. Those are guys, if you draft well, that are going to be starters that are under very manageable contracts for your salary cap. You give up fourth this year, fourth and sixth. Next year, the sixth pick, ah, they kind of, maybe they make it, maybe they don't. A lot of times a fourth round pick ends up being, you know, the star of the special teams, a guy that's a, a borderline starter for your organization. So you're talking about five players that you basically would have under team control for the next four three to five years, depending on when they were drafted. And I love Tyreek Hill, and I think he's phenomenal. But uh, maybe I'm looking at the wrong Dolphins team. What has Tua done that would make me believe that he's the quarterback to effectively utilize Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? And this looks like Chris Greer putting all his chips in the middle of the table, saying, listen, I stood on the table for Tua. It cost me Brian Flores. I've got to do everything possible to make sure that Tua – can succeed. I just don't know if Tua's capable. When you look at the explosive plays in Kansas City, a lot of them were because Patrick Mahomes is extending the play. Tua doesn't bring that to the table. The majority of them, the ball's traveling in the air 40, 50 yards down the field. Tua doesn't have that kind of arm talent. So I'm just very interested, does this work in Miami with their current quarterback situation? And listen, I love Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not known for being able to push the ball down the field either. So, you know, they gave up a lot for it not, in my opinion, to be easily plug-and-play. So I didn't like it for the Dolphins, and I didn't like it for the Chiefs. I'm just looking. Um, I'm trying to find this <laughs> a website uh, called uh, Nerdball out there because <laughs> I'm trying to see, uh, and we'll talk to Eric Eager later on the show, get his thoughts because he's, he's a diehard Chiefs fan. So I'm curious to get his opinion on this. You look at the quarterbacks and, you know, war and, and who is most important. I mean, who was pretty low on that uh, in that regard? Um, yeah, this is – this is. Listen, I like – You've got they, Mike McDaniel. I like what they did. They added Mike Teron Armstead. They added uh, Raheem Mostert, who went healthy as an elite running back. They added Chase Edmonds. I get it, Miami. I get it. But this is a lot of draft capital to give up without having the quarterback in place. Because now, if you do want to go out and trade for another quarterback, an elite quarterback, you you're don't on, have the draft capital to do it. Yeah, you're on the picks. So, uh, I didn't understand it, but, hey, it's done now. We'll see. I know Tyreek's ecstatic. As good as Kansas City is during the game, it's definitely not comparable to living in Miami every other day of the week. He's from 
South Florida, so it gets him back home closer to family. If I'm not, I think he's from South Florida, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll, I'll check Because he went to North Alabama, I think, initially. Does it make you, when you're the Dolphins, you just gave him Devontae Adams money? Double check that for me, too, please, where Tyreek Hill is from. Does it make you nervous? We're about to hit a break, though. But does it make you nervous? Seven drops last year? No, not, not at all. Lowest yard after catch? Not He's from Georgia. Not not at all. Um, Lowest yak of his career. Tyreek Hill is a football player. All people talk about is his speed. Tyreek Hill is a football player. He's a faster, more athletic version of Cooper Cup. All right. More on this. What does it do for the Chiefs? How many tweaks in the odds market uh, did we see from this trade? Did it hurt the Chiefs' chance? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It should be looking at some other futures out there. We'll discuss that on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on Beast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. And nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Lakers and Sixers just starting. Uh, that number closing here at Circa. Uh, Sixers minus nine and a half. Some tens out there as well. So will the Lakers get thumped again? Uh, they did come off a win. Mm -hmm. Granted, LeBron had a triple-double in that game, and he's not playing tonight. You know, this is my luck tonight, Sean, because I've taken as many, maybe not as many mm -hmm. jabs at Russell Westbrook, but I've taken my fair share, rightfully so. Um, he's going to go for like 50 tonight, and they're going to win. Or they'll just lose by six. The Lakers? Yeah, that'll happen. I don't know. Can I give a shout-out? Sure. Uh, no one's talking about it. You're the co-host. Carl Anthony Towns has really <laughs> turned the corner. Balling out. Since this three-point contest, I don't know what it did for his psyche. <laughs> For his, his swag, but I mean, he had 60 the other night, I think against the Spurs, 
on the year, if you round up, he's averaging 25, 10, and 4. So, I mean. Him and uh, Jay Crowder were getting into it today. Yeah, I saw that. He's starting to play with a lot more physicality, starting to be more aggressive. I mean, he's somebody that could sneak into the uh, MVP conversation. I think it's probably a little too yeah, it's a little late. Too he's late, not going to win it, but, but he'll be in the conversation. Yeah, he's had a hell of a year. Whereas he wasn't earlier. Agreed. Right. Yeah, and I think he is – I think he's got a really good chance to be the first-team first All-NBA center. Over. Not over Embiid. Because uh, Embiid's going to probably win well, MVP. No, is Embiid a, a forward, though? I don't no, know. he's a center. Embiid's I don't, a center. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if he's – Anthony Towns might be a forward, but Embiid's definitely a center. I think Cat's more of a center. I don't know. No, not Break. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it won't be, you know, he has got a chance with Rudy Gobert. That game's a, a good one right now. Suns and T-Wolves right now, five minutes to go with the Suns leading by three. I, I tried to pull the trigger in-game. Suns were down six. I tried to pull the trigger on them 162 mm-hmm. on the money line to win the game, and the app put up error. <laughs> and then it changed because the Suns hit a three. You need to you need to change your app game here, Sean. I just got to add some other ones. Yeah. As uh, you, you do have to have multiple. By the way, a little NIT action tonight. Washington State, BYU going on right now. Unlike last night, we're not sweating this out. So uh, you'll get less NIT updates than uh, normal. But if you uh, did take BYU, you got some work to do because uh, Washington State up by 10. Right Is now. Utah considered a Pacific Northwest? No. No. Okay. Pacific Northwest is Oregon and Washington. And Washington, just those two states. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, let's get to the Chiefs. We spent a lot of time there on Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Uh, you did see a little bit of shift in their odds at DraftKings, which surprised me a little bit uh, because he is a wide receiver. But um, but now you have the Chiefs. Shifts in their odds at DraftKings from 750 to 9 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, from 4 to 1 to 5 to 1 to win the AFC. And the AFC West, they go from plus 130 to plus 165, Sean. We've talked, I don't know how much, about the AFC West already this offseason because of all the moves that have been made. You know, and now, I don't know if it's too little too late, but I was going to look up, you know, some of the other odds to win this division. But without Tyreek Hill, how much is this Chiefs team now less potent? They're a lot less potent. They have, I mean, they still have Kelsey. They only have one home run guy now. And Kelsey's not even really a legitimate home run guy. He's just all around great tight end. You know what I mean? Right. And teams are going to cover them completely different without Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill dictated so much from a coverage standpoint. You know, I talked to a couple of coordinators around the league, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're much more defendable now because they don't. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, no matter what you think of him, he's not. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. Teams aren't game planning for him. Kelsey, legitimate tight end, but a lot of teams now have gotten so athletic at safety. You know, one of the things the Chiefs did do that I like, they picked up Justin Reed from the Texans in free agency. But when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they might be third in their own division now, which is shocking, especially on the offensive side of the ball as far as talent. Because say what you want, Justin Herbert and the Chargers are on the come Khalid Mack, Randy Gregory, J.C. Jackson. If Brandon Staley can just stay out of the way, the Chargers <laughs> are going to be really good. And listen, Derek Carr is out of excuses. They're going to line up with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs at running back. So that offense is potent at every position. I just I, – and then Russell Wilson's in Denver. 
Now, I still have my question marks about Denver. I'm not as high on Javante Williams as some other people. Put the ball on the ground way too much in his rookie season. I still didn't think Cortland Sutton looked completely healthy. And, you know, say what you want about Jerry Judy. He still hadn't really done it. You know, a lot of hype, you know, has shown flashes, whether it be injury or, or inadequate quarterback play. We're going to find out a lot about him. I do like Tim Patrick, who's there as well. But, I, I mean, Kansas City didn't get better. From the time they walked off the grass against in the loss of Cincinnati, they're not a better football team, as we see here today, in my opinion, as they were that day. Just looking at what the Chargers have done so far and, you know, those odds of DraftKings, this is why we always tell people, shop around because that actually might be a pretty fair price on the Chargers because I'm looking at one shop here in Las Vegas, plus 175 on the Chiefs, plus 225 on the Chargers, and plus 240 on the Broncos. I think that's proper. Now, I mean, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. Who isn't? But I think when you look at what they've got going, and what do the Chargers do? Are they able to add another weapon, Sean, to that wide receiver core? That would make me feel so much better. And now if you get a rookie, there's no, who knows what they're going to be able to do. You know, Justin Jefferson being drafted in the 20s, those guys don't often contribute as much as as he did, certainly his his rookie year. But you mentioned, you know, what they've added, right? They, they added Khalil Mack. They added... Uh, they added, you know, uh, Sebastian uh, Joseph Day, that a guy that, that that you like a lot. They added J.C. Jackson at corner. See, let me just say something, though. The Chargers are in a great position because they solidified the defense. Mm-hmm. The two offensive linemen they drafted last year, both starters, played great. Yeah, Rashawn Slater's yeah. tremendous. And on offense, they already have Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. So, in my opinion, if they can go out in the draft, and I think this is a loaded draft at the tight end position. I mean, I think there are some dudes that can come in and and contribute right away. They add a pass-catching tight end to replace Jared Cook, who I think – Jared Cook has to be, like, what, 60 years old? Well, and they already – remember, they did add uh, Gerald Everett from uh, Seattle, too. Right. Well, he's just okay, in my opinion. But I think he's better as a two. And then you go out and get a young speedster at receiver. You know, because you can put Keenan in the slot. You can move Keenan Allen around. Mike Williams is your number one. You know, Herbert has the arm to push the ball down the field. You know, I just think the Chargers are in a great position. The only handicap that I don't like regarding the Chargers is Brandon Staley. He's just so unpredictable with his game management. But, you know, that's the team, in my opinion, that, that improved the most in that division from the end of last season to now. You look at the uh, the, the wide receivers and – I don't know where Chris Olave goes, but man, that'd be a fun guy to add with his speed. Uh, he is, you know, where are the Chargers picking? Late teens? They didn't make the playoffs, so I think they're somewhere in the late teens, early 20s at latest. I mean, could they get a guy like Chris Olave? That would be something. I mean, the the, the wild card of it all, they're picking at 17. Yeah, Thank 17. At 17, you're in a pretty good shape if you want to pick a wide receiver there. I'm not saying they have to. I mean, last year they went. I just think you go best available. Right. And I'll, but but and, the way that we talk about this wide receiver class, there's a good right. chance that a wide receiver is the best available right. at 17. I am a firm believer you don't. Draft on need. In the first round of the NFL draft, go by need. You go by talent. It's your opportunity to get an elite talent, whatever position it is, that's going to be on a very team-friendly deal for four to five years. 
So I just don't think you bypass great talent to fill a need. By the way, um, and this is something for another day, I'm looking at Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, and he doesn't have an offensive lineman going till five. He has Aiden Hutchinson going one and Trevon Walker, from the Georgia. edge rusher from Georgia, really going good. two. And then Kayvon Thibodeau going three. And how about this? Sauce Gardner going four. Makes sense. So, yeah, you look down. He's got two wide receivers in the top ten. And keep moving down. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some. Who's he got the Chargers select him? Uh, he has a Chargers selecting an offensive tackle. Uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa at 17. Yeah, he's picking up steam. And, I mean, if they want to solidify that offensive line, that's fine. But you know, I will go have I rank my board. When it's my time to select, I'm taking a top name on the board. All right. Well, how have uh, another sports book in town adjusted to the Tyreek Hill odds? And what's the ticket count looking like for some Sweet 16 action? We go behind the counter with Vinny Maiulo next right here on the Nightcap. HL. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Game on. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share. 40,000 bucks in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling. Now to join the action, Yingling, logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. I drank my fair share of Yingling going to college in Pennsylvania. I'm sure our next guest has had a Yingling or two. <laughs> They're growing up uh, in the on the East Coast. Mr. Mayulo. Some people call him. I call him. Mr. Mayulo as well. Vinny Mayulo from the South Point. How many how many yinglings have you thrown down in your days there, Vinny? I'm drinking one right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, how many? How many? Bet the over. <laughs> Whatever the line's at, bet the over on that. All right. You know, I I I we had we, we asked Vinny to come on. I'm like, all right, we're gonna get the ticket count on all these sweet 16 games. We were joking with you during the break. Well, of course, we got to talk NFL first because we get a blockbuster trade because that's what they're doing these days. So what did you yeah. guys do, Vinny, today with the Dolphins and the Chiefs in your futures market with the Tyreek Hill trade? Well, let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, they're, they're up tonight. They, they were 8-1 to one to start. And again, let's look when we put them up. So February 2nd, uh, right before the Super Bowl, uh, had the Chiefs at 7-1. to one. I'm sorry, eight to one. Got as high as nine, uh, seven. Uh, went, went down to seven. Now nine. Now, the as far as the Dolphins are concerned, we opened them at fifty. We had them as high as eighty, and then we adjusted to sixty to, uh, today, guys. But let's let's remember this. It, it all starts, and in some in many cases, ends with the quarterback position. But here's the bigger question, guys. I mean, let's look what's transpired here in the last couple of weeks, you know, with the Brady situation, but everything that's going on, particularly in the AFC. I can't remember a time where so many teams are going to win the Super Bowl 10 months before the game's even played. I mean, you got so, but the reason I bring that up more, more, more than just to be 
you know, a little tongue in cheek is that there's still so many things to take place. Let's face it. There are still more trades and free agent signings and the trades are going to, that are going to take place probably around uh, between now and, and the NFL draft. Right? So if you say, well, you know, the NFL draft may be the least impactful uh, a factor when it comes to adjusting odds and, and, and having a, a, a being a factor, you got the draft, you've got trades, and then of course free agent signings. And there've been quite a few free agent signings. Well, if there's a blockbuster trade that coincides with draft picks uh, on or around the, the draft itself, that could be impactful as well. So, you know, all of that said, guys, we're watching it very closely. But that's also the reason that I've maintained why we just have the Super Bowl up, not the conferences and not the divisions, not regular season wins. There's still a lot of things to be sorted out. Some places have them up. I tip my cap to them, but I want to have a better idea of rosters, uh, of schedules too. I think we have a pretty good, we know who teams are going to play, right? But we don't, what we don't know are the sequence of those games. That's going to be a very big factor as well. So all those things said, Lots of movement, and again, as teams uh, come down, uh, some teams go up. Uh, you know, Washington uh, started off at 50; they're all the way up to 100. I mean, they gave up a lot. Uh, they got to, you know, I get the guess. I guess they had their quarterback situation uh, sorted out, but they also gave up quite a few draft picks as well. You know, if anyone's interested, and we know that as far as the gambling markets go, the quarterbacks are the engine that drives the machine. But there are some non-quarterbacks that impact the lines. Is Tyreek Hill one of those guys? Yeah, no question, Sean. Good question. I mean, um, you know, I was listening to a few a few shows today, and you know, the biggest debate about Tyreek Hill was: is he a top ten player? Well, it doesn't have to be a top ten player. He's an impactful player. What does he do? Not only to the offense of a team, if he makes the offense of a team better. He probably makes the defense better as well, right? Because they're going to be able to score more points. Um, I, I've got to tell you, you know, when you when you look at some of those some of those moves, uh, when we're caught up with offense in this country, right? We every rule change and everything that uh, that we focus on, it really look you're looking at offense, right? But I'll tell you what, there's some defensive moves that I think we need to pay attention to as well. I know we are on our side of the counter. I look at the defensive moves that the Chargers have made, that the Raiders have made. Those are going to be strong as well. So uh, no question that Tyreek Hill has, uh, has been impactful uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of those odds. And he, again, the Dolphins opened at 50 to 1, got as high as 75 to 1. We adjusted, then we made him 80 to 1, nothing. And then we adjusted him today to 60 to 1. It's still going to come back to the quarterback position. They've done a lot of things uh, besides Tyreek Hill, too, in terms of free agent signings. We'll see what they do with the draft. Oh, by the way, they had a bunch of draft picks. They gave them up. It's going to, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Tua Tagovailoa is going to have to have yeah. a heck of a season, uh, you know, guys. But uh, I look at other things, too, and what other teams are doing, um, looking at defensive signings as well. The Raiders and the Chargers, for instance, as I mentioned, now they have two edge rushers, right? They have two guys that can rush and, and play defense and put pressure on the quarterback. What does that also do? Makes their secondary better as well. We're talking to Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point, at Vincent Vinny on Twitter. All right, let's get to uh, the Sweet 16, uh, some of my favorite things oh, to we're do. we're going to talk college basketball. Yeah, Why would we do that? Let's talk a little <laughs> college basketball. You would have loved it last night. Guess what, Vinny? I was sweating out NIT action. I don't know why they're even playing the rest of the tournament. This is Dukes to lose. 
Well, let's uh, let's get to that game. My, uh, God, you are a true fan, my <laughs> Vinny. My expectation, and uh, I know there will be plenty of more tickets fired away tomorrow, as that game is the late game. So the ticket count right now might not not be fully indicative of what it ultimately will be. But what are you looking at, Duke Texas Tech? My hunch is that the public is is going to take the Blue Devils here. What are what are our ticket counts looking like? over at South Point right now with uh, with the Texas Tech-Duke game? It's pretty even. Oh, I mean, in okay. terms of ticket count and in terms of uh, uh, actually in terms of uh, the, the point spread as well. So game has not moved off of Texas Tech at one. We we opened one. Uh, and again, let's remember this. It's There's that sentiment for Duke, but this Texas Tech team has surprised a lot of folks and their defense is outstanding. Um it, the game has not moved off of one. The total has not moved off of 136 and a half. What has moved is money to Duke on the money line. We use Texas Tech at $1.22. It's down to $1.17. That's just a take uh, at the price, guys. But I think this is going to be a game. Here's what's going to impact. Right up until you know we get to tomorrow and after the first couple of games, fine. Uh, it'll be pretty much a two-way action. But I think a lot's going to depend on how things sort out during the course of the day. So this will be the third game going tomorrow. You know, you're going to see what, what let's see how, uh, what's going to it from Michigan and Villanova. And of course, Arkansas and Gonzaga as well. But uh, so far, so, uh, so much, uh, so good in terms of two way action on Texas tech and Gonzaga. Well, let's get to Houston, Arizona. Um, this game sitting at one and a half, which I think would, would surprise a lot of people. I do wonder if this is, coming off of their their life-and-death situation against TCU. Is this a buy-low spot in Arizona? I tend to lean a little bit towards the dog here. I think this is a an interesting line, I would say. Um, <laughs> I think most people yeah. would look at it and say, what, Arizona only one and a half? Give me those points. Let me lay it. That's easy. That's just two points. Um, so what are, your, what are your ticket counts looking like on Houston and Arizona right now? Uh, Houston. Uh, we did open it too. So a lot of folks are, uh, are looking, uh, what, thinking about what you're saying. I mean, they saw what Arizona had to do and uh, especially in the last game and come back in overtime and uh, Houston solid team. Uh, I got, I got to tell you, they can play. And I know they're surprising a lot of people, especially with what they lost after last season, but so far uh, more tickets and more money on Houston. Arizona open two, down to one and a half. Talk once again to Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point. The other two games, the early games, we've got Arkansas and Gonzaga. Uh, looking at what you guys sit right now, looks like you've had a little bit movement towards the favorite, and then Villanova laying five against Michigan. We got about a minute, Vinny. Uh, what can you report yeah. on the early games tomorrow? Yeah, initially him uh, and Sean Gonzaga opened as uh, nine point favorites. They took the uh, nine early, went to eight and a half. Right away, then back to nine, now up to nine and a half. So Gonzaga getting the money so far. I think once it gets to, if it gets to 10, you'll see professionals jump in and grab the 10 points. Uh, 475 up from 380 on the money line there in favor of the Zags. As far as Nova, sitting at five, good two-way action, has not moved. Jones, the question mark from Michigan again. Uh, we'll see. I think that'll uh, have an impact to see whether or not he's going to be able to go or not. But no movement so far off of that number. Two-way action. Money showing for the favorite uh, at, on the money line. Minus 210 on the opener. 
Villanova up to 220 right now. Hey, Vinny, Vinny, great stuff. Just remember, Gonzaga beat Texas Tech by 14. Duke may double that. And uh, if you want to save some money, take Duke down from a future standpoint. This is their tournament to lose, man. We appreciate you. Well, guys, I appreciate that. And also, look for uh, – Look for Sean King to be behind the counter with uh, Chris <laughs> Andrews doing the Carolina tomorrow. It's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Brad Evans, our good friend, who stopped by in studio last week. So great to see him in studio. He was having a good time. I mean, he, he had Rutgers that night. Remember, that was the play-in game. He had yeah. Rutgers. He was- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All bummed out. But you can never really bum Brad totally out. No, oh, he's just true. high energy. I love him. wonder who he's uh, got the sledgehammer on. You know he's got it on something? Probably Miami. Let's take, let's take a prediction. I have no idea what he's bet. Of the eight games... Mm-hmm. On the board. Let's, I'm going to pull it up. Refer- Texas Tech will be his number one game. I don't think so. Yeah. I think. Texas Tech. Mm, He'll go anti-Duke. I think he goes UNC. Hmm. By the way, Duke beats Texas Tech by double digits. All right. Cigar bet. Uh, do we have a Duke-Texas Tech cigar bet? No, we don't. I'd like that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, there we go. What was the what were we talking about yesterday with St. Peter's? Uh, wanted, I have them plus 12 and a half. You wanted to double up that, and then I gave you seven to one odds. On the money line. On the money line. Yeah. Now let's do it. Let's get nuts. All right, cool. Texas Tech minus one and a half. Nope. One. Nope. One. All right, Duke. You. All right, so. Because this is 7-1. to one. Yep. So you have St. Peter's on the money line. Yep. You have Purdue money line. Correct. You know, I went back and re-watched the, the two St. Peter's games. Mm-hmm. Purdue's in trouble. No, they're not. Because all you talk about is St. Peter's matching up with Purdue's size. Mm-hmm. St. Peter's has, like, multiple guards that can get to the rim or that are fast, 
and can shoot. So I'm wondering what Eric, what uh, Purdue does on the other end when when they want to play that big lineup. St. Peter's adjusted offensive efficiency is yeah, 225th in the country. What's Effective the... field goal percentage is 265th. Their turnover rate is 310th. Yeah. And by the way, the public's on St. Peter's. Just just a reminder. I'm just telling you, their team has gotten better. They're playing the best basketball of the year. They have three guards that can really play. And I think that gives Purdue some issues on the defensive end because they're already a bad defensive team. Mm -hmm. And if you're trading threes for twos, I mean, the NBA says that the threes generally win. I'm just saying. Yeah. I went back. That's why we have our bet. I'm glad we got it now. Now go back tonight, you know, after you put – well, little man will be asleep when you get home. Whatever you drink at night, I don't think it's uh, – Tonight? I'll be drinking – Drinking some red wine tonight. All right. When you have your little glass of red wine, pull pull out one of your 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 devices and just rewatch some of St. Peter's first two wins. So let me let me uh I did a little more digging last night. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned Purdue. So the issue with St. Peter's is they're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So they put their opponents on the free throw line. They are three hundred and forty eight mm-hmm. out of three hundred and fifty eight teams in. Defensive free throw rate, meaning they put their opponent on the free throw line more than almost anybody in the country. Right. Purdue, on the other hand, does not foul people. They are sixth in the country. Well, how do you foul people if you don't defend? I'm just saying. I know. St. Peter's lives on the line. They're 19th in the country and getting to the free throw line. Purdue doesn't foul people. All I'm saying is this. Listen, I know we can go on Kim Palm for every matchup and we can cite this, that, and the third. I'm but not, based on based on St. Peter's numbers, they shouldn't even be in the tournament, and they definitely shouldn't have won two games. Based on everything you just said about adjusted this, adjusted that, defensive prowess, they shouldn't even be here. But they are. I know. Because they're playing great basketball at the right time. Okay. And I think they pose a lot of problems for Purdue on the defensive end. I don't think Purdue's going to be able to guard the smaller lineup. Because they're all knocking down shots. They're all getting to the rim. They kind of turn it into a helter-skelter, up-and-down type of game. How are the big fellas going to be able to get back in transition? I just I think there's some legit problems for a team that already is not very good on defense, and that being Purdue. I like St. Peter's a lot. Well, I don't. I think uh, their big boy, Casey Adefo, is going to get in foul trouble very early. And if Matt Painter is smart, they will just keep pounding it inside. Pounded inside, pounded inside, pounded inside. What have the, you watched Purdue this year? I was like, that's a smart basketball team. Uh, when they beat the living breaks off of Yale, which I predicted on this show. I mean, come on. I mean, me and you could guard Yale. Sean, who's got a higher seat? St. Peter's or Yale? That seating doesn't matter. You talk all the time about Houston's underseated. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, Duke's overseated, I know. Well, Duke's definitely not overseated. No, they are, but it's, it's okay. Not. And that's a factual They're statement. They're not. I mean, and I like Duke by double digits tomorrow. The more I think about it, okay. I just don't think Texas Tech can play a game in the high 60s, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep Duke out of the high 60s. Mm. I'm just saying. But final, final that's why th- they play the game. We're yep. going to find out tomorrow. Final thing. Well, we won't find out St. Peter's until Friday. Um, Sometimes we were talking Duke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I have the over, by the way, in the Avalanche game is 0-0. Zero, zero. Goals there. Um, you think? Since <laughs> since expansion, this from uh, the Bear, Chris Felica. Since expansion, mm-hmm. 
there has been 20 underdogs of at least 12 points in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I got this up right here. The only one to win outright was Indiana plus 13 over Duke in 2002. The only other two to even lose by single digits, Arkansas versus North Carolina, George Washington versus Michigan, both coming in 1993. So three of 12. Three of 17. Three of 17, okay. You like your chances. Yeah. Teams. How do miracles happen if for, everything always goes I know, they're, they're miracle to already. script? Their miracle already happened. Oh. Beating Kentucky was a miracle. No. And, and congratulations. And now... You know, now they beat Kentucky. That wasn't a fluke. Okay. And Toshiboy had a big game. And you know what? Kentucky couldn't guard those guards. I know, and they shot they did. over 50% from three as a bad three-point shooting team, and they shot over 50% from the field as one of the worst two-point field goal shooting teams in the country. Not taking away from them. They did no, it. No, you it are. Happens. You're trying to diminish what they've accomplished. Didn't say that. I just think have to say I it. think they're going to get smoked by Purdue. And and by the way, I love the fact that every everyone I listen to, oh, you just got to take the points. So watch. Okay. So here's to dispel what you just said. Mm-hmm. They beat Kentucky. You said because they shot crazy from three. Yep. They shot three of thirteen from three against Murray State and yeah, still Purdue's won. Be, Purdue's better than Murray State. I'm just saying, they shot bad from three point range and still beat Murray State. Purdue doesn't. Does Murray State have a 6'10", 260-pound All-American my center? My point being, they don't have to shoot lights out from three to win. Against Purdue, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. We'll see. Oh, I'm going to be at the highest level of peacocktivity. The only thing, what time is that game Friday? Oh, and it's early, too. Oh! So that's- hey, Aaron, I got to hey, see, can, can one of you guys look up if they can overnight a St. Peter's jersey? Can we go on like a website and, and see if we can find one that, that will give me that? I just because I, I will walk in studio on Friday with a St. Peter's jersey on if they make that happen. Your peacocktivity has led you to Auburn losing in the second round. I believe you said they were going to win by double digits over Miami. You had a thirty to one ticket on Auburn too. I did, okay. but let, let, you want to review the tape on that one? Yeah. When I said Miami's guards will give them trouble, I, like, and they nah. did. I said I never said they wouldn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said I thought Auburn's guards would, would be up to the challenge. I will show you the tape during the break. I said Auburn's guards would be up to the challenge. I never said anything demeaning or negative about Miami's guards. I and I, you also, I uplifted you Auburn's also side. Said, I didn't criticize or ridicule or demean Miami's side. You also said if Notre if Texas Tech doesn't beat Notre Dame by double digits, you will buy me something. Yeah, I was wrong on that one. But it's why I'm so bullish on Duke. That's why I love Texas Tech even more. Mm. <laughs> I love Texas Tech. Ooh, we about to catch up on some cigar bets. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got him, Aaron. I finally got him to take a bad bet. How did I take a bad bet? Because St. Peter's is going to win outright. No, they're not. All right. All right. Well, then, you know what? You give me your money. I'll go make that bet for you so, during the break. One game we haven't talked about he in depth is Michigan Villanova. He won't do it. That's true. What's your temperature on that? Like, where, where you lean in one side or another? Do you think this Michigan – well, here's what's interesting, play- here's what's interesting about yeah. Michigan. All season long, I've been down on them, but the metrics people have been high on them. On Villanova, you mean? The Michigan. 
You know, I don't. I still don't like Villanova. No, I know you don't. But I'm talking about Michigan's like rating kind of exceeded what I was seeing visually. I don't. I, I haven't played this game. I don't know if I will. Um, the the worry I would say about taking the points with Michigan, if if this is a close game at the end, mm-hmm. they go to the free throw line. You're not covering. Villanova will make every single because every uncle can free shoot throw. free throws. Greatest shooting free throw team in the history of college basketball. That's a fact. Brad Evans up next. Check out. Check out. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 